Welcome to another Picayune edition of the Talking Ball Y'all post-game podcast. I'm David Burnett, and I'm joined by my co-host, Ricky Whitaker, as Picayune takes the first-round playoff victory over Hattiesburg Tigers 35-13. to Well, Ricky, we got our first taste of doing a podcast and got a little playoff action. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're pretty fortunate, right? Because 16 teams punched their tickets to the Class 5A playoff dance, David. There's only eight left, and we're, we're part of that, that crew. So um, really nice for Picayune and this staff to, to continue to be playing at this point. Yeah, I mean, uh, good job from Picayune being able to take this one from Hattiesburg. And they received the ball to start the game. We're going we're gonna to start you off from the very, very beginning, the opening drive from Picayune. Yeah, so Picking goes uh, 45 yards and eight plays on their first drive, Dave, and, and that drive was ended with uh, Chris Davis going in from two yards out to make it seven to nothing. That drive took about four minutes off the clock. You know, we saw a lot of Dante Dawdell, um, really a lot this tonight, but a lot on that first drive as well. Not a bunch of big runs from him, but just a lot of good short gashing uh, runs, and most importantly, running that clock, that was really important. After Hattiesburg goes three and out, Picune comes back with a seven-play drive, and Chris Davis goes in again for his second touchdown of the night, this time day from 24 yards out. That makes it 14 to nothing. And really, you know, Hattiesburg was struggling to get anything going on their first two drives, and really towards the end of that first quarter and going into that second quarter, they started to find a little bit of life, and it was really they had a lot of help as well from a, a pass interference that gave them the ball inside of Picune's red zone. At that point, Dave, uh, Hattiesburg goes in uh, from just a really a from the wild card, a wildcat formation, excuse me, and uh, go in and make it 14 to seven. And things, you know, started to get a little bit interesting from there. But uh, Picune comes back and we put another long drive together. Uh, Chris Davis goes in again from three yards out. It's 21 to seven to go with about 215 uh, left in the first half. And, you know, we had just a little bit of kind of craziness there. Um, Hattiesburg gets the ball back and there's not a lot of time left. They, they heaved another prayer up and guy ends up making a, just a really nice catch. We were there for the coverage and looked like they might have a chance to, to throw one more in the end zone. And uh, man, Jamonte Waller, he makes a really big play to end the half, uh, causes a fumble, gets the sack, and uh, that's how we went into the half. It was 21-7. to Yeah, Ty go into the half 21-7. to um, Ricky, we Hattiesburg came in down two quarterbacks. That's a tall task to come into Lee Triplett this week in the first round of the playoffs. So they came out and had number 12. Um, Jack Jackson was under center, a 5'10", 165-pound senior. He's usually a DB or a wide receiver came out in the eye formation. I mean, I don't know when's the last time. I'm sure Hattiesburg's run it before, but we have first time I've ever seen the eye formation from Hattiesburg. They they also ran double wing set, which we would normally call with a fullback behind the um or a running back behind the quarterback and a, more of an A set. If you look at it on a, on the uh if you drew it out, it would come out like an A. So came uh came out in some A set. Run the Wildcat, which that's what I expected the most of tonight, but it really wasn't the most uh, used play, and that was number six uh, running that, um, senior running back, and he's actually the one scored in that formation you talked about earlier. And uh, Their defense was really, really, really stout and physical. Um, I was expecting that. Talked to Charlie, and he said that he thought that um, Picune um, – for them to have any chance against Picune, the defense was going to really have to hold them in there. And they, they did for the most part. Uh, they kept it from being a runaway early on. And uh, so we come out the half. And uh, if you want to add anything to that first half. 
yeah, I mean, we, we kind of thought, you know, Hattiesburg was who we thought they were. And, you know, we don't say this, uh, anything derogatory against their offense. But, I mean, they, they came in limping a little bit. They didn't know what they were going to do offensively. And you could tell, you know, when you see a, a quarterback under center who hasn't been in that position a lot, there was a lot of uh, the things that we talked about. We saw on film some just some some mishandled snaps. There were two or three two or three of those. Uh, there was a lot of uh, penalties. I mean, they ended up with ten penalties on the night. Most of those, Dave, were pre-snap penalties. They were just not in sync really well. But man, that defense is very very good, and they're led by number nine, Tobias Hinton, and he's as good as advertised, Dave. He's got a lot of speed. That kid's going to be real, you know, really special. Uh, for this team coming in next year. And really, their defensive front as a, as a unit, uh, you could tell why they've gotten to this point in the season and they made the postseason. It's been on the backs of that defense. Yeah, defense was really, really good. Um, talking about number nine, uh, Darnell had a big run late in the game, later in the game, um, and nine hawked him down. I mean, I mean, and Darnell had a good head start on him. Uh, so it just shows you the hustle he had. Um, plays really hard, a really good defensive end for uh, for Hattiesburg. And, I, I mean, it was a tall task for Hattiesburg to come in down two quarterbacks, and I, and they're not going to make no excuses about that. And uh, so we got to see a lot of different stuff from them, and it, it just uh, just wasn't wasn't their night in that first half. I mean, wasn't a good first half for them as far as offensively. But uh, they, so they go down uh, twenty-one to seven and come out. We come out the half. Yeah, we did, and, and we we come in. Um, they actually they, they get the ball um, to start the second half. They come out in that A set. They go three and out. Um, had a fumbled snap uh, when they tried to punt the ball away, and uh, that gave us really good field position. So we got our first drive at, at their twenty-seven yard line, and uh, third play. Uh, TD to, to Noah Carter uh, to make it 28-7, and we've seen Noah do that all year. Uh, Hattiesburg comes out in their second drive. They, it's, it's a four-play drive. They come out in that I formation, something, again, that we hadn't saw uh, from them uh, really all night or on film. They come out and they start running the option out of the I formation. Got one long run uh, by number 28, uh, Dylan Brown and man, he was he had a couple of big runs for them. He was really a spark for those guys on offense. We talked about number five, Weathersby. We knew he was good, but uh, this number twenty-eight kid was was special as well. So that gets them down uh, to the tied uh, ten-yard line. They get in that wildcat again. This time, it's a it's another guy we hadn't seen again. Number thirteen, MJ Boykin. Uh, he takes a short run in, Dave, um, from about three yards out to uh, put them back on the board. It's 28 uh, to, to 13. We blocked the PAT, and that's that's where that stood. This same kid um, who just scored, MJ Boykin, they do an onside kick. He recovers it. So they get the ball back again, uh, but we did hold them uh, to a three and out. They punted it away. Uh, we come back with our second drive of the second half. Uh, we put a nice 70-yard play together, uh, and, and all 70 of that was Darnell Smith. He breaks on that trap. We had been waiting. You know, they were they – were, Sticking that pretty good. Uh, those a gaps, they were they were crashing those all night. But we got loose on with him on one of them. And uh, Dante Dodell, he goes in for his only score of the night. Uh, the next play to make it 35 to 13. So, I mean, Hattiesburg had a, had a couple more plays. Tried to drive and put a few things together. We did attempt a, a 43 yard field goal uh, in the second half as well, which I think is great exposure and really great for our kicker to come in and be in those moments because we may need him when it counts. So. I thought that was a good move to put him on the field to do that uh, for us. And and really, David, I mean, again, we, we talk about this all the time. I mean, we're watching film. You know, we watch the 
we have a huddle account so we can see things and we'll do our own research and it's just another week where a team comes out and they do absolutely nothing that we thought they were going to do and you know again you sometimes you're going well it, it looks like man why why is it taking our defense so long to get going or why are they giving up the plays that they are they're having to adjust on the fly man because they haven't seen this and, and they're having to make those adjustments i mean they come out they had to adjust to an a set an option the i formation a wildcat i mean it's just a lot of different things and you know again credit to to, to coach smith and, and credit to coach Seth Hayden because they did a great job again of holding a, a team that's got a lot of good athletes. You know, Clay asked us uh, when we did our, our roundtable podcast this week, did they have a puncher's chance? Well, a team that's got good athletes always does. And that was no different for Hattiesburg tonight. But man, we did a really good job defensively of holding them to 13. Yeah. And, and in playoffs, we mentioned it in the roundtable. If, if I'm going into playoffs with a good defense, you definitely have a chance. And Hattiesburg's defense is very good. Came in, and and that's another thing, Ricky. We watch a lot of film, and when you're watching film, most teams run spread. And I mean, they may run out of it. They may not throw out of it all the time. Not many teams are running what we run. So it's a credit to the off to the offensive coaches, you know, Feely and uh, Coach Stogner and Coach Edwards, to be able to to know what these other teams how how to block them. So that's a tall task because most teams are running out. We're here with three wide. We're we're in here with one wide receiver. You know, it's tight end and a wing back, and uh, two two running backs. And you don't know how they're going to line up. So I mean, the experience you get from Edwards on knowing how to line up and run, and that, that that's huge. Because I there's no way I could ever ever know what 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 they're going to come in based off of what we're seeing on film. And uh, and I thought the the kick was great. I thought. Putting uh, Morgan Craft out there for, to attempt a field goal that was was right at forty three yards, yeah, I believe. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, you know, that's probably right at the end of his range where you're thinking. But uh, hey, if he hit that, man, wow, what kind of momentum he'd have going into the season? Misses it, oh well. I mean, at least he got the shot. I mean, most of the time in the past, Ricky, we would have just went for that. I mean, it, I mean, we were up. There was no need for it. But this year, knowing that you got a young kicker that could use the uh, experience, I think that's big. I mean, and uh, we talked about uh, another thing to go back to. I know just kind of shooting uh, ideas or things around. But um, Hattiesburg special teams, uh, um, pun, their pun wasn't that great, but the onside kick, you know, um, the the PAT miss he just kind of hit it low. It was not nothing we did. It's just he hit the back of his. I think he hit the back of his lineman. Um, but a very very successful onside kick. But I thought they were going to do that more often, Ricky, and they, and they really didn't. They they uh, really only have one real onside kick. They they really didn't. And I and I'll, I'll just I'll kind of go. And I know you want to look at some stats, and and, and I want to get to that. But I do want to just say this is really my final takeaways from this game, and and what if you were at this game. This is what you should take away from the game. And it's not because I'm saying it. This is what you should have seen. We came out and we ran the football into the teeth of a very good defense. And they knew it was coming. And they were they were ready for it. Uh, it was no surprise. We didn't do anything different. We ran maybe Noah Carter two or three times on, on a reverse. That's really it. We threw the ball one time to Noah. He was wide open for a touchdown. We dropped back for another one. Uh, Dawson Underwood was under a little bit of pressure, so he had to take off and run, but that's all we did. So I'm going to say this again. We came out with a very pedestrian vanilla offense against an incredible defensive front. We never punted the football one time. We moved it all night, methodical, drove the clock, got out of there with a, with, with a win. 
kudos to our, our, our coaching staff for putting that that plan together and um, looked boring. You may go, man, what are we doing? They keep stopping that while we're running that play. No, we're getting five yards a pop, and we're going to keep doing that because we don't need to do anything else right now. Yeah, and, it, and, and going into that, it's, it's the same thing we say every week, and we, we really harped on it uh, in our earlier podcast about how we're running those three plays, and we use three plays because that's what everybody else uses. We obviously know we run more than three plays, but why, you know, why, why start juggling chainsaws, Ricky, when we yeah. don't have to? I mean, hey, we we we're not juggling chainsaws yet, but I'm sure they got some chainsaws in the bag there. They're going to pull out sometime later. But the longer you can keep those chainsaws in the bag, or nah, whatever you want to call it, as long as you can keep those trick plays, other plays in the bag. It's it's better for us. It is, and it's it's more than that too. It's it's also you've got a team. You know, you got your offensive linemen, and they're they're able to go up against. And again, this is a very talented defensive group. They were athletic. They were fast. They tackled well. I mean, they were they were laying laying some pads to Dante. He wasn't just running this group over. And it's going to continue to be like that in the playoffs. But you know that, and, and you know that you're going to see that. They know what's coming, and you got your offensive linemen still getting out and moving them enough to keep drives going that's that's huge this is a great warm-up for yeah. this team yes yeah, it's, it's really really good and i'm gonna give these stats before i forget to give them Dowdell had 29 carries for 126 yards and a touchdown chris davis had six carries for 46 yards and he had the hat trick tonight he had three touchdowns um and that goes to what you were talking earlier Dowdell was running it just methodical runs just five five yards five yards five yards and by the time he get down to the goal line it was time for him to take a break and um chris davis was the lucky recipient of three three short t- well one of them wasn't short i mean that 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 cut he made on that 25 yard touchdown ricky is uh pure gold i mean just the vision the kid has is uh for a sophomore is just outstanding and darnell our trusty fullback eight carries 104 yards he just kind of pops in on that stat sheet you go man and always breaks one a game. Just just that one game on that old trap player, the quickie, to one of them little quick hit runs. And um, Dawson Underwood only threw the one pass. He had 25 yards, um, touchdown pass to Noah Carter, and he ran it. And that was the only run he really had was the run he dropped back to pass and ended up getting four yards because there's nothing there. Noah Carter did have, besides the one catch for 25 yards, he did also have three runs for 28 yards. And they were running the uh, – the uh reverse a little more than i thought we would we you know at times it just seemed like it's almost seems like they know it's coming but you just they just they don't stop it you know it's like hey reverse reverse but uh noah does a great job um getting that ball and going and throwing tonight ricky you said that earlier i we we could have threw it to noah i mean he probably could have ran open every play and uh if we'd had the time as long as you had the time uh underwood probably hit him down there um, streaking down the field on that fly route, um, but Todd take uh, take this one. But we got to move on, and we go to the second round. And looks like Old Brook's coming, Ricky. And uh, well, I haven't seen anything on Old Brook. They have, they're not on any film we've gotten yet. Um, I asked Coach Stogner after the game if he knew anything. He didn't really. Um, but uh, we'll get we'll get to look at Old Brook. Yeah, we'll, we'll do what Coach uh, Steiner always says, you know, good Lord willing and the creek don't rise. We'll be here on time on Friday. We'll watch some film in between and try to, you know, see what we can find out on Brookhaven. And, and Dave, how about some scores from around our area? Uh, I know Poplarville uh, ended up take, taking care of Moss Point. Um, 
What about the Gaucher game? Did, did the Gaucher-West Point game – I'm sorry, West Jones game go final? I think it did. I, I think West Jones ended up winning it. I, uh, I think – I don't have the final, but I know Ocean Springs won, so they move on. They'll take on Oak Grove. And uh, Coast kind of got hit hard, Ricky. I mean, we talked about it. Um, we talked about it, and I, I thought this was the year that the Coast was actually going to make some noise, so I guess I got to kind of eat that. Um, not – not that I haven't done something like that before. I'm trying to find a final. Man, it's hard uh, to tell. I mean, I thought I thought George County had a chance to, to come out. I think they ended up getting blown out. I thought Gaucher had the toughest route, and they were winning at one point in the fourth quarter. Yeah, they were. So. it was really close. Let's see right here. We got it. West Jones won 31-28 to 28 over Gaucher, and mm. no one gave Gaucher a chance. Nah. And, and, and Brookhaven wins 42-14 to 14 over East Central. Laurel wins fifty nine to twenty over George County, and Picayune wins thirty five to thirteen, like we said, over Hattiesburg. So Ricky, in the co- two coast regions, which is uh, in four and five A, only the one seeds advance. So they went one and three in the first round. So that's not going to get a lot of people up north talking. So um, hopefully we're going to we're, we're eventually going to change this around, Ricky. I guess if we keep saying it, but I, I really thought this year the Iville got beat by Warren Central. Um, thirty to twenty-one. Oak Grove beat Gulfport thirty-three to seven. Brandon beat um Harrison Central thirty-nine to thirteen, and Ocean Springs beat Pearl fifty-four to twenty-eight. And what was surprising in the Ocean Springs game because I was trying to keep up with a lot of scores. Pearl had it pretty tight early on, and then uh, and and also you mentioned the uh Popperville one. Let me see if I can find that final there if I can't, but. So Popperville will move on, and I'm not sure who they play because I, I really didn't – I can't remember their bracket and who they play. But So we got Popperville, Picayune, Ocean Springs, and that's it, I believe, from the from the coast. Um, so I guess we'll just have to carry it on for everybody, Ricky, and uh, yep. Oldbrook uh, here at Lee Triplett Stadium Friday night. Any last thoughts on this uh, this game or in, uh, moving forward, Ricky? Yeah, just uh, ready to ready for next Friday, and um, looking forward to taking a look at Old Brook and just seeing you know what they have on film. I like just like you said, I don't know anything about that team right now, so it's going to be fun to do a little research on them. Yeah, so we'll have Old Brook and West Jones will host Laurel, so the winners of each of those games will play each other. If we win next week, uh, we'll play here. If Laurel wins, if West Jones wins, we go there. If uh, Brookhaven will host. If they win, they'll host Laurel or they'll go to West Jones. I guess Laurel now is the only team that – so Laurel can't have a host home game now. So, um, But we'll be here. We'll have some kind of preview episode. I'm not sure if we'll get to the roundtable again, but if we do, um, listen in. That was one of our one of our funnest episodes. If you want to go back and listen to what we, what we thought was going to happen and see how many we got wrong and uh, let us know about it. And uh, we'll, we'll be back here next Friday at Lee Triplett Stadium Picayune will play Brookhaven. Thanks, guys. If you're looking for granite, quartz, quartzite, or marble, come see Angela Burmaster at Exotic Stones, located at 6985 Highway 11 North in Carrier, Mississippi, or at their brand new showroom, located at 1171 Highway 90 in Bay St. Louis. Angela and her staff will help you select the perfect color scheme and will fabricate and install any residential or commercial project that you have. Angela's low prices and personal touch can't be beat. Also, mention the Talking Ball podcast 
and Angela will throw in a free sink with your installation. For the carrier location, call 601-798-4334 or for the Bay St. Louis showroom, call 228-344-3003. I got Coach Smith here with me tonight after a 35-13 win. Coach, um, first run of the playoffs, we're moving on. First of all, c congratulations on that. Appreciate it. Secondly, man, I, I got to say, I think this is probably the best I've seen your D-line group as a, as a unit play tonight. Just played phenomenal. And look, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's just a, another day in the ballpark for us. We come out and we see defense, uh, offensive sets that we hadn't seen from a team on film, and they come out and run a lot of different things. Man, we saw some wing tee. We saw some eye formation option. Uh, we saw a little, little bit of wildcat. Just tell me how you guys adjusted, how you how your team performed tonight. Well, honestly, uh, what it is is we not only the coaching staff, but these players have done their homework. You know, we come in and we break down every film, and, and it's a testament to these guys. They're not surprised by anything. If you go back and look at some of the numbers on these guys that have watched film, I'm going to give them a shout-out right now. Marion Tyson's got almost nine hours of film this week. Jamonte Waller's got almost uh, seven hours of film this week. I mean, uh, Dwayne Robinson, four hours. Jakevion, two hours. I mean, everybody that's playing defense puts in their time. They, they do their homework. And that's something we really pride ourselves in, especially as a coach staff, as a players, everybody. We do our homework, and we're always prepared. So even though they might have come out in something we haven't seen in-game, we've seen it on film, we practiced it, we were ready to go for anything they had. You can see that, Coach, uh, from, from especially from my vantage point. I hope the fans can see it as well, what the prep looks like and how much you guys have done. And, man, just congrats to you and you and Coach Hayden. I know you all worked really hard, and we've seen these guys progress throughout this season. It's been a lot of fun. We're looking forward to coming back and Absolutely. seeing you next week. Absolutely. Thanks, man. Appreciate have a good night. The Labor and Delivery Unit at Highland Community Hospital is proud to welcome new babies and support growing families in our community. Our qualified, caring staff, along with state-of-the-art technology, make Highland Community Hospital a wonderful place to welcome your new baby. So call 601-358-9422 to schedule your appointment today or visit highlandch.com forward slash here for you. So I'm here with big number 11 sophomore Jamonte Waller, one of our bookends out there. First off, Jamonte, let me just say this for the record. It's not going to count as an interception, but it's an interception. Okay. That, that was an interception that you had in the second half. So you got an interception tonight, had a really big sack, forced a fumble before the half. Man, this defensive group played really, really good up front tonight. Tell me about how these guys played, what you guys had goals to do coming into tonight. Man, we had a good Monday practice. That's what we all look forward to. I mean, we just came out here and we did what we had to do and got the job done. So, man, just tell me how, just some of the things that you guys were, have been working on. I mean, you guys as a group, this is probably the best I've seen you guys play as a group. Everybody played really, really well tonight. What did you guys do different this week? I mean, we was just locked in. The seniors stayed on us. They, we know how much it meant to them. And, and, man, we just had to come out here and uh, do what we had to do and got the job done. And that's it. Hey, man, 16 teams came in tonight with playoff hopes in 5A. Yes, Eight's left, man, and we're one of them. That's, that's a good thing, man. We'll see you back here Friday night on this field. Yes, sir. Thanks, man. Have a good one. Johnson Farms and Meat Market. Where can you find a full-service butcher shop that carries only the finest beef? From Mississippi farm-raised corn-fed cattle? Why, that would be Johnson Farms and Meat Market in Picayune. Shop at johnsonfarms.com or stop in at the corner of Highway 11 and North Hall in Picayune. Johnson Farms and Meat Market, where quality beef begins. 
All right, I'm joined by Amarion Tyson, a sophomore linebacker for the Maroon Tide, following the 35 to 13 victory over Hattiesburg. Marion, how does it feel to move on to the second round? It feels good. It feels very good. Just know we got another Monday. We can practice Monday. Yeah, so Monday you'll get ready. I think they said uh, Brookhaven. We'll find. I'm, we, I'm not 100% certain, but it looks like a Brookhaven. But they're gonna have to come here. So how? Uh, feels good to have to defend on home turf. Yeah, it feels good. Just know whoever we play next Friday, we just go go to play picking on football. That's it. So, Mariano, Ray, I'll run a lot of stunts. Do you, uh, being one of the smallest guys on the field, does that uh, add to motivation to your the way you play? Yeah, I love I love running stunts. Every time I call a stunt, I just know I'm gonna get it. I like that's it. Just know I'm gonna get it. You a tackling machine. I think you had coming in like 120 something tackles, and I know you had a. I, we didn't keep tackle stats, but I know you had to have about 10 or so. Um, man, I want to tell you good luck. I love watching you play, man. You play way bigger than you are. Um, that's saying a lot, cause uh, I mean, you got one of the biggest hearts on the team. I can tell, man. I love watching you play. Thank you, thank you. How do you unwind? Whether it's hunting, riding horses, or just sitting around a campfire. It's better on land you own. Southern Ag Credit can finance that land. Give our Gulf Port office a call at 228-832-5582 or visit us online at southernagcredit.com. All right, I'm over here with Coach Stogner following the first round victory over Hattiesburg by the Maroon Tide, 35 to 13. I want to say congrats, Coach, on moving on to the second round. And uh, played a really good game, started off uh, moving the ball pretty effectively. They came out with a little different offense tonight, and not traditional what you would see from Hattiesburg. A lot of, ran a lot of under center, double wings, uh, a lot of eye uh, formations. Really, really different stuff from Hattiesburg. Yeah, they had a lot of unfortunate things happen to them this season. You know, they lost both quarterbacks due to injury. And, you know, this week was hard to prepare because we had an idea. We've seen them before under center, but not much. And so it was, it was you know, give credit to our defensive staff and the defensive players. They, they, there was a lot of stuff thrown at them from Monday through Wednesday. And, you know, they did a great job of executing. Yeah, I thought Hattiesburg had a really good game plan on defense. They kind of uh, – we, we were able to move the ball, but uh, not quite as effectively on some of the plays. Um, Dar uh, Darnell had some really long runs, and uh, Dowdell had a long one, but uh, and Chris had the three touchdowns. But it was really a slow, you know, methodical drive for the most part. Well, let's play off football, you know. From here on out, it's not going to you – know, you're never going to get not get to that home run every every time you come out. So it's going to be – we're happy with getting those five, six yards of carry. And we were we were really getting at it, you know, at times. And uh, let's give credit to the big guys up front. They stuck with the game plan. They stuck with doing their job. And – uh, and it's great to have that stable of guys we got there in the backfield. Yeah, and I'm going to give a shout-out to the defense. I, I usually leave them out when I talk to you, but, man, that defense played an exceptional job tonight. Um, besides for a couple plays, they kind of uh, missed a tackle here or there and uh, caused a big run. But other than that, maybe two 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 times. All the other times, man, they were they were back in the backfield. Uh, Jamonte Waller got a pick – Pitt called. I mean, man, that was an interception all the way, and uh, they overturned that. But uh, defense played exceptional. Well, the defense is playing well all year, and you know we expect that from them, and we don't expect anything else. So, you know, those guys, they're, they've got a tenacity about them, intense. They're, they're intense, uh, just week in, week out. Uh, you know, moving forward, you know, we got to get. We still always going to get better. 
uh, that's what we're always looking forward to do. And we'll, we'll watch the film this weekend. We'll get ready for every play on Mon- uh, uh, Sunday for next Friday. It's going to be Brookhaven, Coach. Do you know anything about Brookhaven? Have they shown up in any film you've watched so far uh, preparing for uh, maybe Hattiesburg or anybody? No, we have not. We don't have any film on Brookhaven. The only thing I've heard is that they're a very big team. But, you know, Brookhaven's always been known to be have some big players. Uh, we haven't played them in two years. So, it's going to be Coach. I think it's Coach Peavy still there. Uh, good, co- great coach. You know they're going to be prepared. They're going to have a game plan for us, just like we will for them. But the good thing, coaches, we got they got to come to Lee Triplet Stadium. So folks, come out next week as uh, Maroon Tide take on uh, Brookhaven in the second round of the 5A playoffs. Thanks, coach. Thank you.